Hey there, folks. So today we're going to dive into a subject that we see all the time and something that's really, really difficult for a lot of folks, which is not making your current partners suffer for the sins of your exes. So today we're going to dive into exactly why that happens and how you can stop bringing those past problems and challenges into your current relationships. So stay tuned. You're talking about putting your fuck parts in my head where my brain lives. You know, in nature, only a handful of creatures made for life. But isn't that like cheating? We can't do this 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Why not? The safety word is banana. It is so refreshing to be with someone who likes to fuck outside the box. Here at Touch of Flavor, we teach non-monogamous folks how to overcome their obstacles and build thriving relationships. This podcast is about answering one question. How do you create loving, passionate, secure relationships outside the box, even if nothing has ever worked before? If you want to know the answer, you're in the right place. All of this information is 100% free. So please subscribe to and review our podcast. All right, Cassie. So we've got a really exciting topic today. Yeah. Yeah. And it's something that we see all the time. We see folks come to us and they're like, my partner is amazing. I love them. They're wonderful. They're really trying to show up as an, a good partner. And we want to have this great relationship, but I'm insecure, but I have trust issues, but I get jealous, but, 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 but there's all these things that I'm bringing from my past relationships into my current ones. And I don't know how to move myself in the direction of having a new, fresh, exciting, wonderful relationship with the partners that I now have, rather than suffering from the things that have happened with, well, my past partners. Well, and this is something like really specific that we're talking about, right? Because, um, you know, oh, like I'm, I'm feeling insecure, or I don't feel trusting or these things, like these are things that we hear all the time. And that can come up for a lot of different reasons, right? But you're talking specifically about the, you know, it's not do so much the things that are going on in this relationship. Well, I'm sure we'll wind up talking about that as we go, mm -hmm. right? But um, specifically, either it is or people think that it is garbage from their past relationships coming in. So how, I guess, how would you know, since like there can be a lot of reasons that insecurity pop up, like how would you know if, if that's what we're talking about? Like if that's what people are talking about when they're there. So one of the big things that you want to do is really pay attention to, am I having a problem now or am I worried a problem is going to happen because it happened with this person before. I haven't had this problem with you. I haven't had this problem anywhere else. Now, if this is a pattern and you've had it with quite a few exes, well, the common denominator might be you, right? But if it's like, I had this one ex and this one thing happened and now I'm having some insecurities, some challenges, some fears built up around this one thing and the current partner or partners that I have right now have not shown me any reason to believe that, well, this is an issue in our relationship, that would be the first like indicator. Maybe I'm really kind of stuck in that mindset from that past relationship. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So the problem with this though, like the real challenge is that even if these are feelings that are from the past, even if they're things that are not uh, being caused currently, and we're going to talk about whether or not they are a little bit later, but even if these aren't things that are currently happening in your relationship, they still feel real. And the way that you show up to your relationship still impacts your partner. 
So some of the things that can happen is your partner can feel, well, like this is unfair, that, that you are blaming them for things that they didn't do. It can cause you to not show up the way that you want to show up in your relationship. Maybe you're not being trusting. Maybe you're not being as loving or open. And this can cause a, a lot of guilt for yourself, right? A lot of, of guilt for yourself and how you show up in your relationship. And it can also make your partner, well, a bit frustrated and annoyed because they don't know how to fix it. Or they know that it's coming from a past relationship, right? And then they feel like, uh, then there, there becomes that frustration. Like this isn't even my problem, right? Like I'm carrying somebody else's burden. I'm carrying the burden of your ex who maybe I already don't like to begin with, right? Uh, and now I'm carrying the burden of that and that's impacting our relationship. So this other relationship that you have with this person that I don't even probably like, right, is dragging our relationship down. And that's a pretty frustrating place to be. And the thing is, is that what happens is that creates its own set of problems, right? It ends up creating that, that frustration, that annoyance. And then we do start having problems in our relationship because let's face it, anytime that our partners are frustrated and annoyed with us constantly, and anytime that we are feeling stressed or upset and things like that, it's going to impact the relationship and cause problems to continue. So the first thing with all of this, um, is there anything else that you want me to dive into before I, or explain before I go any further? No, I don't think so. Okay. So I think we all kind of have that concept of like, we know that our lives impact how we show up, right? We're, we're, we're human. So our experiences, it's a part of who we are. Like we, we bring to the, the table what we have experienced before. And for a lot of us, it's not knowing how to work through those things after they're there, because we're all going to have bad experiences. We're all going to have bad relationships. We're all going to have these things that we have to get over. And I know you're probably sitting there going, oh, but I had this happen in a past relationship and I had that. You're not unique. And I don't mean that as like, you're not special and amazing, but we all have challenges in our relationships. And then we have to grow past those challenges in order to be the kind of partners that we want to be for the people that we are currently with. So part of this is recognizing that like, regardless of those things, we have to show up differently. So how do we do that is, is really the question is how do we start moving into a place where we can shift those patterns and shift the things that need to happen for us to be living in the present versus the past. Well, I'd be curious to know before that, what happens if people don't? Mm. So when we get stuck in the past, we are still dating our exes. And this is something that I've told our clients multiple times. And your ex is your ex for a reason because it wasn't working. And what I mean by you're your continuing to date your ex or be with your ex is you're treating this relationship like it is that past relationship. You are not giving this relationship the opportunity to grow and succeed as its own unique identity. You are 
for lack of a better word, punishing your current relationship and partner and not allowing it to have its full potential, which leads to a whole other array of problems, which is your partner gets upset because they feel like even if they are doing everything right, that they're never going to be treated or appreciated or trusted the way that they should be. It creates for yourself a barrier where you don't get to feel as deep. You don't get to trust as deep. And anytime that we're walking with like that armor on in our relationships, it dampens our passion, that feeling. So if you're feeling like, oh, I'm just not really like having that NRE last, well, there's probably a good reason. It's because you have armored yourself to not experience all of that emotion. And when you block the bad stuff, you're blocking the good stuff. When you're blocking the ability for something to go wrong, you're also blocking the ability for it to feel really awesome and amazing. When we dampen down those things, we're damping down everything. It's not like we can just dampen down and be like, I'm not going to trust you or I'm not going to like be as vulnerable, but I'm also going to feel super, super amazingly passionate. That's not how this works. You have to be open in all of those areas. So you end up really kind of putting your current relationship in this bubble, this weighed down bubble, rather than letting it be able to grow and expand the way that it would authentically without all of the baggage and trash from the other relationship. Well, and the problem is when you're doing that, right? I mean, there's a lot going on. Number one, you're suffering, mm-hmm. obviously, right? Um, because you're suffering whatever the insecurity is and anxiety is of, uh, you know, like worrying that your partner is going to be like your ex, right? Or that things are going to continue or that you're stuck in that cycle or that things are going to look that way again. But also your partner is suffering, right? Um, and I mean, obvious that like some of that is obvious, but the problem is for your partner, like when they're in a place where they aren't being judged for their own actions, right? It gives them a lot of uncertainty because they don't know, you know, if, if I do A, if I'm going to get the reaction like I did A, or if I'm going to get like a completely different reaction that doesn't even relate to what's going on in our relationship, right? And also, I think it really bears repeating what you said, right? Which is that when you're doing this, you are still dating your ex, right? So there's still this sense of having this person Mm. standing in the way of your relationship, even though this person doesn't actually, well, maybe a lot of the time, sometimes you still got to interact with them. Right. But even though they may not even be a part of your life anymore and that's not, it's never a comfortable place to be to feel like you're having somebody standing in between you and your partner, preventing that relationship from growing into what you want it to be. Yeah. And I'm glad that you pointed it out that way because I think a lot of folks can relate when their when their partner is dating someone that they don't get along with or that they don't feel treats their partner good enough. But having that person who isn't even like there do that is is such a, a powerful thing in a negative way. So those are kind of the 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 things that happen. And the other thing that I want to just throw in there that ends up being a challenge, and I mentioned this before, is that these things start to create other challenges in our relationship. 
because we're creating those. When we, when we don't trust our partner, we start to build trust problems. We start to behave in ways that don't, tr- I don't trust you. So then I start to acting in non-trustworthy ways, or I do things like, I'll give a good example. I'm afraid that you're not telling me about your other partners. So because of that, I don't trust you. So then I open your phone and I look in your texts and then I do something untrustworthy. And then you find out and you don't trust me. So then you start hiding things, right? So there ends up being this piggybacking of problems that perpetuate that aren't even supposed to be there. An easy, easier example for a lot of you to understand. I mean, because some of you might be like, yeah, I've done that. Some of you would be like, I would never look in somebody's phone, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, that does happen quite a bit. But uh, as an example that might be might strike home with some of you who maybe that didn't strike home with is, you know, because in my past relationship, doing X happening would start a fight. Now that X happened, right, I'm getting wired up and upset and worried, and now I'm starting a fight. It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Anytime we expect, and this is why when we're talking to our clients, right, one of the things that we really start breaking down with them is breaking down the stories and the beliefs that they have, the disempowering beliefs around their relationships and around their partners, right? Um, which is just a fancy way of saying what they expect the relationship to be and to look like and to happen. Because the problem is, if you are expecting bad things to happen, if you are expecting your partner to react in negative ways, if you're expecting this thing to cause an argument, if you're expecting, you make it a self-fulfilling prophecy. And that's not some kind of like woo-woo energy kind of thing. Like, no, like you start showing up in a way where you will make that a self-fulfilling prophecy. And I think that is, that's one of the biggest problems. Like when you're talking about viewing your partner in terms of your ex is, I'm going to take this a little deeper. Like on the one hand, you're still dating your ex like you talked about, but on the other hand, you're kind of dating your ex because you're recreating those kinds of situations with your new partner. Mm-hmm. So like your relation with your new partner is kind of becoming dating your ex in a way, if you don't fix that. So just a little something to think about. And with these things, it creates a not good environment for your relationship, right? It, it, it makes you in a place where you aren't happy and you aren't celebrating the things that could be going right. And you're not really acting in the way that you would act if this was a new, fresh relationship. Because let's face it, when we have new relationships, that's the great part about it, right? We're missing out on like the big, the best part of having a newer relationship or a new relationship. It doesn't even have to be time-wise, but a different relationship is that we get to start over from those other relationships. This gets to be a different slate. And when we do these things, we're not really taking advantage of this is a different slate than my other relationship. So... The problem is, is that folks try to handle this in ways that don't actually serve them, that doesn't make it better, and actually makes the problems even worse. So do you want to talk about any of the ways that folks kind of I'll let you start. Okay. So one of the ways that folks try to handle this is I just try to ignore it. 
And I try to push it away and say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not really feeling these things. I'm not really, uh, it's not really what's happening, even though I'm building it up and things like that. And I go about trying to hide it, maybe from myself or my partner, and just dismiss that I have these emotions or these feelings or these thoughts that are coming up. And the problem with that is, is that anytime we have anything that we're really feeling and is really affecting us and we just push it down, I mean, it's the Coke bottle analogy. We shake it up, we shake it up, we shake it up. Eventually it's going to explode and it might explode in one of those things that we just talked about, right? Like I'm in an argument and my anxiety builds up and I, I lash out in that, that situation. Or I'm so scared that you're doing something that you're not, that I go and I look in your phone or I do something I shouldn't be doing, right? It's this idea that if I just, if I just for long enough push it down and ignore it, it'll go away. And that just never works. So I'm going to take a whole different tack here and hopefully I don't derail you too <laughs> far. I see a, 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 so that's definitely a problem, but I see a problem a lot of times it's actually almost like the opposite. Mm. Because, you know, when we're talking about relationships, we're talking a lot about patterns. And just because my ex is gone, right? So, okay. So, okay. So here's, here's what I see happen a lot of times, right? Um, I'm in a relationship with this person. It isn't working well, right? So I break up, right? The problem is though, I still have the bad negative pieces of that pattern that I brought still there. And so then people get into a new relationship and those patterns start repeating. And sometimes what people will do is they'll, they'll almost do the opposite, right? They'll look at the problems that are brewing and they'll go, oh, this is just because, you know, this is what used to happen with my ex and I just need to stop uh, viewing my partner in that light, not realizing it was what you're talking about, where the pattern is you, right? Mm -hmm. Not realizing that the reason they had these problems with their ex was because they didn't have the skills or the tools or they didn't know how to handle certain situations or they had things and patterns that they needed to fix within themselves and the way they deal with relationships. And now they are repeating that in a new relationship. And so instead of looking and going, what do I need to change and fix to break the patterns and stop repeating this, whether it's my last relationship, this relationship, or the next relationship I'm going to wind up in after this one, they go, oh, it's just, you know, it's just my last partner treated me very poorly, right? And so that's the problem. It's not what I'm bringing. It's just that my last partner treated me very poorly. And they don't ever actually address the root issues of why these problems keep coming up and the patterns that they need to change in how they're approaching their relationships that are causing them to repeat this in this relationship, in this relationship, in this relationship, in this relationship. So you can have the one hand that you're talking about, right? But then you can have the other hand where people make that the problem instead of actually looking at the real problems and it becomes a huge blind spot for people. Yes. And I, I want to just throw something into what you're saying, which is we're not saying your ex didn't do things they weren't supposed to. We're not even saying they're not a bad person or whatever, or that they didn't make huge mistakes. But usually we all have patterns that we're bringing. And if we didn't learn to get rid of those patterns that we had, 
we bring them to the next relationship. So I just want to, because if you're sitting there going, well, my ex was a total jerk, maybe, maybe they were. But even when you have a partner who isn't doing things ethically or isn't being a good partner, that doesn't mean that there isn't things that you aren't bringing that are causing or allowing for those things to happen. Well, uh, most relationships, it takes kind of two people to blow it up, right? And, and here's the other piece of this I want to say too. Even if you were, even if, if it was a situation where you didn't do anything wrong and your partner was a horrible person, chances are you developed some unhealthy patterns in that, right? In, in responding and reacting to what was going on that you're now bringing. So I guess what I'm trying to throw out here is this whole idea of punishing your partner for your ex, right? What I want to throw in is that it's not always just like that I have this idea of what happened in my last relationship and my ex and expectations that I can't let go, right? It's that I am now approaching my relationships in a certain way either because these were patterns that I've always had or maybe this is just a pattern I developed in the last relationship because the last relationship was so bad. But there are real patterns and ways that people are approaching their relationships behind that that have to be dealt with, right? Not just the... Not just the... I just need to stop expecting this to be like my past partner. A lot of times that's that's a piece of the answer, mm-hmm. but that isn't the whole thing. Yeah. And this is this this happens whenever we have something in our lives that that is impactful. Relationships are impactful. We grow and we adapt. And sometimes we grow and we adapt in not good ways. We grow and we adapt to protect ourselves and take care of ourselves in that situation. And a lot of times what happens is we then bring things into another situation where we didn't have to have that adaptation. I think this is going to be easier to illustrate with an example, mm-hmm. right? So one, you know, one example I hear a lot when I'm talking to people, uh, you know, of, of an example where, you know, like my partner was most of the problem even, right, is my partner was really argumentative and really mean and didn't listen to what I needed. So I got in the habit of expressing myself by like, breaking down and screaming at them, right? Okay, that was a response to the situation that was there. And now that I'm in this new relationship, guess what my pattern that I go to is when I feel stressed out? Now I yell and scream, and now I'm damaging this new relationship. So that's the kind of thing that I'm talking about, right? We all bring our patterns the way that we do things, both good and bad, into our relationships. So whether it's, you know, this was something, I, like I said, that I've, I've, I've had and I've brought through my relationships or... Uh, you know, maybe I didn't have this before the last relationship, but now I do, right? Part of the way we punish our current partners for our past partners, it isn't just by what we expect. It's by the patterns we bring and how we show up. It's all pretty entwined, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. But I just wanted to kind of pull that out. Yeah. So where do we want to go from here? Because those were the kind of the two big things that I was going to talk about as far as you know, how we handle things. And then there's kind of one more. Is there anything else you want to throw in before I get to this? So another way that folks tend to try to approach this is we're going to sit down and talk about the problems. And I'm going to explain to you what happened in the past. And we're going to rehash and talk about this over and over again. I'm going to explain to you why this happened with this partner. And you're going to explain to me why this... Go ahead. 
Oh, and then we're going to go to therapy and we're going to spend six months talking about how bad our last relationships were instead of focusing on fixing what's going on now because that will fix things somehow. And I'm saying this somewhat sarcastically, but this is a pretty common expectation, right? Is that if we just process deeply enough what happened in the last relationship, suddenly these, the, we won't have these problems now. But that just isn't how thing, how things work, right? Knowing why a problem is there does not fix the problem, which I think is what you're saying. Yeah. And it's, here's the thing. I'm not going to say it's not a bad idea to like figure out like, okay, maybe this is where I got a, like a pattern from, or, you know, this is a spot. It's cool to know. It's cool to know. And sometimes it can even be helpful to know like, what are the things that like trigger me into certain responses? Like it's helpful to know that. Like I know that if I'm in this situation that I get, you know, uh, I, I get exhilarated a little bit more when I'm in these certain situations. And, but I want to be really clear here because this is, this is the important piece. I'm not saying that there's not value, like cathartic value in processing where something came from. But that is an entirely different thing from solving the problems now. They are both worthy goals, but they are both separate goals right? Knowing how to fix the problem now does not tell you why a problem is there. Knowing why the problem is there, while it may be cathartic, does not at all fix the problem that you have now. And people get those things tangled so often where they think that just by knowing where a problem came from, the problem is fixed. It's not fixed. It's actually not even any closer to being fixed. You've achieved a good but separate accomplishment of understanding, which has its own benefits, right? And I'm not saying, I mean, that's absolutely a worthwhile endeavor to a certain extent. And those benefits don't include fixing the problem now. And I think so many people, this is so important, so many people get tangled up in this so much, right? Where they spend so much time trying to understand why a problem is there and then they don't understand they're they're surprised and they don't understand why the problem isn't fixed it's because those are two separate journeys Mm -hmm. and the other way folks try to fix this is they try to get unreasonable accommodations or make requests that are just ridiculous in order to band-aid the problem or to avoid that situation. An example here would be helpful. So, for example, my ex-partner um, wouldn't uh, wouldn't be honest with me about where he was going. So now, every time you go somewhere, you have to text me when you leave and text me when you get back, and I need to know the ex- I need to know exactly where you're going and when you're going to be back and what time. Like every minute of the day, I need to know exactly where you are. Or I need to be able to look in your phone so I can verify where you're going. Yeah. Um, So things like that. And I was being a little like over-exaggerant. But like you start trying to overcompensate with things, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm trying to find trust in you. So what I'm doing is I'm being really unreasonable with not trusting you. Well, and again, we're back to the problem, the problems of whatever band-aids you choose and 
the impact of those band-aids on your partner and whether or not they choose to accommodate it. All of that aside, we're back to the problem is that it doesn't work, right? And, and, and this is, again, a place a lot of people get confused when it doesn't work, but they think that by, by band-aiding the thing, right, that then they will get back to a place of being comfortable. That's actually the exact opposite of how it works. Because not only will most of these band-aids, uh, I mean, not only will these band-aids not suddenly give you that sense of security, like it's not going to magically come back, but most of the time, whatever band-aids you tack over top of these problems actually make the things worse, right? Easy example. You probably heard me talk before about, um, you know, letting your partners look through your phones, depending on how much of our stuff you've listened to, right? This is a really common thing. Well, my last partner was a dishonest or in this relationship, you've been dishonest, which is another thing, right? But so, you know, now we got to practice this radical transparency. I've got to look at your phone all the time. Well, here's the problem, right? Never mind the ethical concerns and the this and the that and the this. Talked about this all before, right? The biggest problem is that you reading my text messages is going to make you more insecure. There's no possible way that it won't. You have nothing to gain and only things to lose. You have nothing to gain because if I'm trying to be dishonest, I'll just text on another phone or I won't put it in text. Or delete it. Or I'll delete it or I'll get a secure app (laughs) or a million ways to work around it, right? So you'll never know that I'm being honest with you. But on the other hand, you will absolutely find things in those messages to make you uncomfortable. Because nobody, and, and I, I say this as somebody who's incredibly poly, if I go through and read all of Cassie's texts with other partners, I'm going to find stuff to make me uncomfortable because we're humans and that's how humans work. Yep. That, that one text where your partner calls the other person attractive or hot or sexy, or you see that pet name or <laughs> that picture that comes through, any of those things is going to trigger that. And this isn't about text. I'm just giving this as an example. But, you know, I can use Cass' example, like you're going to text me every time you hear, every time you arrive, every time you this, every time you that, right? And there's a place for that. But if it's being done as a security blanket, right, then what happens is, you know, it's, it's I'm not going to remember all these millions of times a day I'm supposed to text you, and then I'm going to forget. And now that's become a problem, right? Because now I'm not being honest with you because I'm not texting you. So people try and, and band-aid it, but what I want to throw in here, it isn't just that the band-aids don't work. It isn't just that the band-aids usually cause problems in the relationship because now I'm pissed off that I have to do all this extra shit because of the problems you have with your last partner, right? But also actively most of the time, they make the, the situation itself, the insecurity, the communication, the whatever it is you're trying to band-aid worse because you're not dealing with the problems. Yeah. And typically the the other thing with these band-aid issues is that you keep having to repeatedly band-aid over the last thing. Okay. Band-aid well, over the band-aid. Yeah. Okay. So this time you didn't text me. So now, now we're going to do this other thing. Oh, I found this picture of this person in your phone. So now you need to ask me permission before you're texting pictures. Like it ends up being this thing that starts to get more and more and more built on rather than actually healing this insecurities and the trust that actually needs to be rebuilt. Okay, so what should people do? So first off, I'm going to kind of take a little detour here and say this. So you're going to sit there and and, and you might be sitting here saying, well, I recognize that all these things are from my past relationships and I'm going to say slow down for a second. 
Because some of the challenges that you have in your relationship are not your past relationship. And you really want to make sure, right, first off, that you are looking into what those things are, right? If, if you have insecurities, is there things going on in your relationship that is causing you to be insecure? If I have trust issues with you, I need to figure out if there's actual things that has caused those problems. So the first step in all of this is really making sure that this is stuff that you're kind of carrying from your other relationships. And I mentioned this earlier because I suspect that most of the time, this is, is one of the mistakes people actually make. Just in my conversations with people as a coach and, you know, the hundreds of people I talk to mm-hmm. a year with this stuff, right? Um, far more often, what I see than a situation where it is purely about my old part and I'm bringing that stuff into this relationship is what I was talking about before, right? Where there are patterns that may have been present in the last relationship, that are now also present here. And instead of recognizing those patterns and the things and issues that need to change, I'm blaming it on, oh, well, it's just because I had a bad relationship before. Mm-hmm. And if that's your answer, I mean, really, what's your solution? Which I'm saying to say, like, you have to actually find a solution to the problems that you're facing now. Right. And so I would really encourage people to think about what Cassie's saying here, because most of the time that I talk to people and they believe that this is just, oh, you know, I just have to get over what happened in my last relationship. Right. I mean, depends on what you mean about by getting over, because it's not just getting over in the sense of like, I have bad feelings about my last relationship I need to get over. Right. It is there are patterns that were present in my last relationship that are now showing up in this relationship. And it isn't enough to just, like I said, deal with like, oh, I got to deal with the feelings about what happened before. Right. You got to change the patterns that are happening now. And I would. And correct me if I'm wrong here, Cassie. Mm -hmm. But I would say 99% of the time, this is what's going on because the truth of the matter is if it was just about the feelings of it and you weren't bringing patterns, you would not be seeing problems in your current relationship. Do you agree with that or disagree? I I agree with that. And I was going to say it a little differently. Okay. Say Um, it a little differently. So here's the thing. So if you're in that part where you're like, okay, but I still think these are things from my past, guess what? It's still the same problem. The way that you show up, the way that you interact with your partner is now a current problem. So whether you want to think of it as just being from your past or whatever, really this is at this point, the point that you are now, these are the the issues that you need to address from within yourself. Yeah. It gets back to the whole conversation we were having about knowing what caused the problem doesn't fix it, right? Where the problem came from also doesn't impact whether or not there's a problem now. Mm-hmm. So I'd really encourage you to think about this. Like if you're in a spot where you're running into this and you, you feel like you're punishing your partner for the sake of your exes, fine. But I'd encourage you to really go deeper than to be like, oh, my last relationship was bad. So like what are the patterns that you are bringing to this relationship What are the things you are doing 
in this relationship because you're doing something or you wouldn't be running into challenges. And that's a really important distinction. It's a really empowering distinction, but it's a really important distinction. And I want to point out why it's so empowering because guess what? You get to change it. Not your ex, not some person that like maybe you don't have any interactions with anymore. You now have the power to shift how your relationship currently is. Because it isn't about what happened. You can't change that, right? However much or little you may have had to do with the downfall of that relationship and the patterns, you can't change that. What you can change is how you're going to show up differently to this relationship and not only this relationship, but any other relationships that you have going forward. You get to decide that, but you can only decide that by looking at, like I said, what are the patterns I'm bringing? What are the actions I'm taking? What am I doing now in my relationships based on these past problems? But it is empowering, like Cassie said, because you can take control of that and you can take control of your actions and your reactions and how you're showing up and you can do that differently and you can seize your power there to make a change without being reliant, like Cassie said, or being under the thumb of this person is no longer maybe even in your life. And then from there, it's simple but not easy, right? It's then putting new processes, new tools, and new strategy into place so that way you are showing up differently because what you're doing currently isn't, isn't going to change. You're, you don't change your patterns without changing a lot of your behaviors, right? Mm. So you start having to put new things into place. It can't just be like, okay, I recognize the pattern. Well, now you actually have to replace That's that step pattern. One. <laughs> step one is recognizing the pattern, right? And then step two is actually finding ways to replace that pattern with things that are going to work and make your relationship flourish. It's more like steps two through 10. Yeah, <laughs> to be honest. Um, so anything else you want to add on to that? I don't want to make light of that first step though. Mm-hmm. Because that first step is what allows you to take your power back from this previous relationship, right? Recognizing that whatever may have happened before, what is dragging your relationship down now is the way you're showing up and the actions you're taking and the reactions you're having and the patterns you're bringing and that you can change those things, right? Like I said, it may only be step one, but the reason it's such an important step is because in taking that step of recognizing that and really asking yourself, like I said, okay, yeah, I know I'm struggling in this relationship because of my last relationship, but what is it I'm actually doing that's causing problems now? What is it I'm actually struggling with now, right? And then how am I externalizing that struggle into the space of my relationships? Because if it was just an internal struggle and I wasn't reacting at all and doing anything with it, it wouldn't be impacting my partner and we wouldn't be now into, into things, right? Um, by really asking yourself that though, Like I said, even though that is only the first step and then the next like nine steps 
are actually doing what you need to do to break those patterns, to get new tools and new strategies, to change the way that you're showing up, right? That first step, the one that we're, we're kind of focusing on in this, this episode, that's a step that allows you to seize your power back from that person you're no longer with and to step out of their shadow and to move forward and to change the course of your relationships from here on out so that they don't have to look the same as that relationship or those relationships looked. And what I do want to throw out here is that it's not easy sometimes to figure out what those patterns are. Sometimes trying to be the person who's on the inside, you might recognize some of the, the really big ones. Like I yell in, a, in, in, in our arguments or I shut down. But some of those patterns might not be easy for you to find and discover on your own. Well, and even the ones that are, right? It's still only the first step. So I recognize my patterns that I yell in conversations. Well, great. But now what are you going to do about it? Because you know that's a problem and you're still doing it, right? So that is step one. But even in the cases where you recognize a pattern, which as Cassie said, isn't always easy, there's still the breaking the pattern and doing something different. And that is most certainly not easy. And just honestly, most people can't do that on their own, right? Most people don't recognize the patterns on their own, or at least not all of them. But even when they do, they don't know how to change it because if they do, obviously they would have done it already. Obviously they know yelling at their partner or feeling super insecure and then venting that or having all these, you know, these band-aids in place right? Obviously they know that's causing challenges. What they don't know is how to do things differently. And, you know, for most people that takes getting the right help and perspective to figure out how to break those patterns, especially when those patterns have been there for a long time, which for a lot of people they have. That's what I was going to say. I mean, I think that really sums up, you know, I think the sums up most of this episode really is you have to figure out what those patterns are. You have to start breaking those patterns and you then can start to have the tools to shift those things. Um, And for most folks, this isn't something that's super easy. You know, we have years sometimes of having these patterns and trying to break them is, is not a simple thing to do. Most people don't do that on their own. Like if you're stuck and you need help and you recognize the patterns you're in aren't helping, like I said, number one, in recognizing that you have the power to start doing things differently, that's step one. Even if you can't even see the patterns, even just knowing. Okay, let me, let me adjust what I said before. Recognizing that you have the power to make a change, you don't have to stay in that shadow of the past relationship and you can change what you're doing now, that's step one. Step two is recognizing the patterns. Then steps three through 10 are making the changes, right? So even just recognizing that, if that's all you're taking away from this is so important. Like even just recognizing that no matter what may have happened before, you have the power to break those patterns and show up differently from here on out and to build different relationships going forward and you don't have to live under that, that is a huge step. And most people either can't figure out the patterns or can't fix them on their own. So if you are like, hey, I wanna seize my power in that and I wanna step out of those past relationships and I want something better for myself and my partners going forward, 
but I don't know how, I don't know what the patterns are, or even if I do, I don't know how to actually make the changes and change the way I've been doing this for years, reach out for help. This is what we do. Like you need an expert, you need help, and you need help that isn't just, as I said before, going to talk about what the problems were. Like that's great and cathartic and it doesn't actually fix them. If you want to do that, fine, do that too. But if you want to fix the problems, you need help that's going to show you how to change what you're doing from here out and how to fix the problems, right? And we help people with that all the time. If you want our help to do that, it's really simple. Go to a touchoflavor.com forward slash talk. All right, you'll see our calendar, grab a spot. We'll hop on the phone for like an hour. We'll talk through, we'll go through exactly what those patterns are, exactly where you want to be and how you can seize your power back, change those patterns, show up differently in these relationships and have a different outcome and better relationships going forward. And how the new year's coming up. Like why stay in, in this, this shit and these patterns another year? Like reach out, get on the calendar, cast your eye, I'll hop on at the time that you picked. It'll be the best hour you've ever spent on your relationships. It'll be absolutely life-changing. We're here to help you right? Like, listen, I want you to take away from this. I want you to take away that you have the power. Like I do. If you take nothing but that away from this, I'm happy for you. But honestly, that isn't enough. And I want more. I don't just want you to recognize you have the power. I want you to actually do something about it. Right. And actually have a better relationships and better future and a break out of these patterns going forward. And if that's it, reach out for help and make it happen. Like, cause there is not an easy path to breaking those patterns and getting things back where you need to be. That's it. Anything else you want to throw in? No, I think it was an awesome show and we're going to see you next time. All right. We love you all. Have a great week and we'll talk to you here soon. Thanks for tuning into today's show. We release new episodes every week, so make sure to subscribe. If you're ready to transform your relationship and you'd like to see if you're a fit to work with us, here's what I want you to do next. Head over to atouchofflavor.com forward slash talk and book an appointment to speak with our team. We'll get on the phone with you for about an hour and we'll get you crystal clear on three things. What's really not working in your relationships? what your dream relationships would look like, and a step-by-step plan to close the gap and save your family, even if nothing has worked before. We talk with hundreds of non-monogamous folks like you every year, and here's the truth. Building loving, thriving relationships, that doesn't happen on its own. You need expert guidance to make that happen. And unfortunately, when you are building relationships outside the box, that's impossible to find, and we get it. But that's exactly what we do. We've helped clients all over the world save their families, get the passion back, and become best friends again. So if you want to see if we can help you do the same, head over to atouchofflavor.com forward slash talk. I'm Cassie. And I'm Josh. Let's talk soon.